0: Hello and welcome to Get Real with Lisa. This is an episode about divorce. I know not everybody's favorite subject. It's frankly not my favorite subject. However, it's something that should be talked about because I think it can be done poorly and it can be done well. And it doesn't have to be divorce. It can be a separation from someone whom you have children with. So That is included in my quote-unquote divorce category. This episode is about how to not make your kids pay the price for your shit. And it happens a lot. It's easy to do. It's hard not to do sometimes, right? It's hard. Divorce is hard. And... It's something that happens to a lot of people. So I felt like it was a good thing to talk about having been through my own divorce and having, um, everybody has survived it. And, uh, I feel like I have a few things to say about it that I, that I feel like I have a little platform now. So, um, I also want you to listen to the end because I'm going to give you some journal prompts and, um, we're going to, we're going to do a little gratitude thing with the ex and it's gonna be good, it's gonna be hard and painful, but trust me on this. When you start being grateful for even the tiniest little thing about your ex, and you start seeing them in a different light, as hard as that may be, things will change. I guarantee you, if you do that work, things will change. Being grateful will change your life. And so we've got journal prompts at the end. I'm going to talk to you about that. I don't know why I keep saying we, because there's no we, it's me. So I have journal prompts for you. I'm going to do that at the end and I will, um, on the show notes, I'm going to give you my email address. I'm setting up an email for get real with Lisa specifically. And I'd love to have you guys email me and let me know what you think or show ideas. Um, what's near and dear to your heart and let's talk about those things. So I hope you enjoy the episode and let's get real. Hey there. Welcome to today's episode of Get Real with Lisa. I am sitting here having a delicious cup of Joe and kind of just thought I'd sit down and talk to you for a little bit. So welcome and I'm glad you're here and I appreciate everybody's support. You guys are awesome. Um, So today I wanted to talk about what was on my mind a little bit. I see a lot of uh, a lot of families that don't get along after a divorce, and um, a lot of fighting and arguing and anger and um, resentment and things like that. and um, and I am divorced. I've been divorced for about thirteen years, and I think I'm not I'm not doing math right now. It's too early. So anyway, um, but if you're going to get a divorce, if that's what's happening, then do it well, like make a determination to do it well. And don't, don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. And, um, and I, let me start back at kind of the beginning. So when, when, when you, I'm certainly not an advocate for divorce and I'm certainly not an advocate for staying when everybody's miserable. So um, but what I will say is, and what I've said over the years to, to several of my um, friends and just people, acquaintances, is I've said, um, here's the thing that you do when you decide to get a divorce, male or female, doesn't matter. You're making a decision for everyone in your family that they have no say in. They don't have a choice that one of those two married people can make that choice for everybody. And that kind of sucks for everybody else that they don't have a choice, including your partner. So um what I always say to people is make make very sure that it is the right thing for you or it is it is a better thing than staying. And by making sure you can look at your wedding video, you can look at your all your home movies of your kids growing up, um, their times together, go back to what, go back to what, what started this whole romantic relationship, right? Go back to what, why you fell in love with that person, or why are you with them? Maybe it wasn't love. Maybe you were never in love with that person, or maybe you never really felt the way you should to to give your life to somebody and get married. And, you know, like I said, I'm not saying everyone should stay married. I'm saying make very sure. And the reason I say that is because what happens on the back end of it is that you can have a great deal of regret and remorse and um, and it causes pain and then it causes you pain because you have guilt and and everyone else pays the price for that decision. So you need to be sure. That's all I'm saying is you need to be very sure. And it's always hard. It's going to be hard. I don't think it has to be as hard as people make it. But um, if that's your decision and if you decide this is what I want to do, this is what I feel is right for me and my family or for everybody to be happy or whatever the reason um and you make that decision then do it well do it so you're making really adult decisions when you decide that right and now comes the hard part of putting that romantic relationship aside and the hurts and the anger and the resentment toward that other person put all of that aside not easy to do i realize not at all easy to do but put that aside and put your kid now your kids become first and what I see people doing is fighting and arguing and mainly and my mom did this you know I've talked about forgiveness and in uh, my forgiveness episode but um, what my mom did was badmouth my dad and guess what it did for me it made me come to his defense it actually had the opposite effect of what she intended, right? She wanted me to hate him too, was really what she wanted. She wanted me to go, oh yeah, he's what a, what an asshole. But that didn't happen. What happened was I said, poor dad, like she's being really harsh because my relationship with him wasn't hers. I had a good relationship. And so I see a lot of people wanting to befriend to their kids, don't do that. Your kids are not your friends until they're adults. I think it's great to talk to your kids, but not about why that romantic relationship broke up. That's putting something very heavy on them that they can't carry. And it's not, it doesn't relate to them, except for in the fact that it, that it, you know, it changed their life, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. And what I said to one of my kids when they said, um, so what happened? Like, why, why did you get divorced or why are you getting divorced? Um, I said, this is like a car accident. That if you see it and I see it, we're going to see it from two different points of view. And you're gonna, we're going to tell two different stories about it. Because everybody has their own point of view, and then you're left like if Dad and I tell our own points of view to you right now as a as a child, you're left to decide who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. And I don't think I don't think that's fair for you to have to do that, you know. Um, and eventually kids, you know, eventually I've talked to my kids about all of it. You know, they're ages 27 down to 18. So they're old enough now that, that we've talked to them about it, but there isn't any point in bad mouth and the other parent because it has the opposite effect. So remember the next time you want to say, oh, here's what your dad did. Here's what your mom did. Stop and think about the fact that, that that's putting them in a position of taking, taking sides one way or another. And that is not fair to a kid. They don't need to carry that. They don't need to carry your resentment and hate and, and anger. And you don't want them to carry that. You want them to be happy and healthy and well-adjusted. So what we did was we sat our kids down. um, And as hard as it, the whole thing was, I can hardly even think about it because it's just hurtful to even think about my kids being hurt. but. Um, but we sat them down and we said, you know, here's the deal. We're going st- we're still a family in two different locations. Nothing changes. We will still communicate when it comes to discipline and grades and, you know, dating and whatever else comes later on in life. We are still going to be a family in the effort of raising you into adults. We are not going to be the same kind of family. Um, I had one daughter who said, who said, Oh, does that mean I get a pony now? And we just laughed and said, no, we just got done saying nothing changes. So no pony. (laughs) And, and my son did say, um, ah, but this means we get two Christmases. And I said, "Mm, you kind of got me there. I bet, I bet that's what it will mean eventually. So, um, I just think, I think that people are selfish. (laughs) I mean, and, and we, we all all are selfish at times. I mean, it, it a lot of times getting a divorce is self selfish. So, um, but but then, if that's what happens, make the best of it. Be kind. Things change when you say, you know what, that person, that parent, other parent is doing the best they can. That parent, or or find things that you're thankful for, even if that person drives you batch it crazy and is awful to you find something to be thankful for say I'm thankful that you know he wears he, he wears shirts with sleeves <laughs> I don't I mean if, if you can't come up with any I'm thankful that he brushed his teeth today I mean just try to try to come at it with a thankfulness and with a a point of view that that's my kids' other parent. And as much as I might despise him or her, they've got these things that I'm thankful for. I know there's, I mean, I had a really pretty good situation with a level-headed, decent, um, my kids' dad is a a good person and and solid, but um, I know there's other things that come into play with a lot of people and I get it. But um I also see a lot of times when people just don't set their own shit aside and put the kids first. When you get a divorce, the kids become the relationship and that's the only relationship. And the other thing I'm going to say is in this day and age of everyone having a smartphone down to the age of 10, which is in my opinion a little ridiculous, um the the temptation of parents is to talk through the kids. Don't do that. Do not do that. Because that puts the kids in the middle in a bad situation in a that puts them making adult decisions and, and manipulating. Guess what? They can manipulate you. If you don't ever talk to the other parent, they can manipulate them and you, and neither one of you knows what the other one's hearing or seeing. I'm sorry, but you made, you made adult decisions. You made an adult decision to have children, even if it wasn't a conscious decision and it was a surprise, you had those children, that's adult stuff. So you got those kids, you, you're an adult now, be the adult and you have them with that other person for whatever reason, you both be adults. And do not put kids in the middle. Do not ask the kids what mom's doing so because I, I want to take you to dinner. Do not ask Do not ask the kids what's going on today because I need to do this and this and this. What do you need today? Whatever. You can talk to your kids by through their cell phones. Absolutely. I talk to my kids all the time. But when it came to parenting decisions, I talked to their dad. And he talked to me. Every once in a while, he would <laughs> talk through them. And guess what? Nobody would have any idea what the hell was going on. Because... Because I didn't, you know, one hand doesn't know what the other one's doing. The kids don't even think to tell you stuff that you need to know. You know, you'll say, oh, to tell your mom this or tell your dad this. Yeah. Th- you think they're going to remember that? No. They, I, it mostly happened that, you know, he wanted, he wanted the kids <laughs> to tell me something, you know, hey, let your mom know this. And, you know, one in one ear and out the other, you know, how kids are. So um, I just, I just would say, don't, don't be tempted to say oh my oh my kids have smartphones now i can just text them and chat with them and i never have to talk to her again i never have to talk to him again that is not an adult way of thinking and it's not it's putting your kids in an adult situation that they shouldn't have to be in so don't do that I mean, just don't do it. Talk to your kids about their day, how they're doing, what's happening with this or that, you know, dating or sports or whatever activities, but don't talk to them. Don't talk to the other parent through them ever. Don't do that. So um, the other thing that I would say is that that you can have – a good adult um, cordial relationship with your ex. Even if things have been bad, you really can. It's doable. It's just that people hang on to resentment and anger and they let that cloud their parenting. And then the kids pay for it. And it's not fair. It's not, divorce isn't fair anyway. Um, But, but making them, making them deal with that isn't, isn't right. And I just, I think that kids are, you know, people always say kids are resilient. Yeah. Well, why the hell do they have to be resilient? Cause we give them so much shit to carry. You know, I mean, we're all resilient. If you think about it, we learn, we learn how to be resilient. We learn how to get through things. We're not going to die because we got divorced or our parents got divorced, we get through it. Sometimes our coping skills are not the best, but, um, you know, I joke with my kids that I'm just giving them a reason to go to therapy someday. I don't joke with them anymore about it because now they're grown, but I used to joke with them. I'm like, well, I got to give you some reasons to go to therapy. Um, but the number one thing in raising kids and, um, raising adults, raising your kids to be adults with that aim is, that if you do the hard stuff when they're young, and I'm going to do a whole episode on on that, but if you do the hard stuff when they're young, oh, it's a lot easier when they get older. It's a lot easier when they get older. It's it's so tempting to just say, oh, man, it's going to be easier to give you this right now so I don't have to deal with it later. I don't have to deal with it in five minutes. Guess what you're going to be dealing with in three years? Discipline issues because you let them have whatever they want. So. Um, divorce can create a situation where, um, and that's why we sat our kids down and said nothing changes. That's why my daughter didn't get a pony. Because if you start feeling sorry for your kids, you're doomed. It is what it is. It sucks. I'm sorry, little Johnny, that we're getting divorced or Susie or whoever. But the point is nothing changes. Discipline is still the same. If you're in trouble, you're still in trouble with both of us. It just doesn't change. And I think that <laughs> I see people just, you know, getting, they get divorced and then all of a sudden the kids are like, oh, I got a motorcycle. I got this. I got that. I did buy my son a motorcycle, but it was later. So, um, but, but just feeling, feeling sorry for your kids is, you can you can have empathy toward your kids and, and feel bad for them, you know for a, for a moment <clears throat> in a situation. But do not overall start feeling sorry for your kids because you're screwed if you do. Then you start giving them whatever they want. Then you start saying yes to everything that you should say no to. Having guilt and feeling sorry for your kids, does not serve them. That will not serve them well. You know, I used to tell my kids, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It sucks. This situation kind of sucks, I'll give you that. But we're, we're all right. We'll be all right. And we're still a family. We all still love each other. And we had some of the best times. I mean, my kids and I had some of the best times, the five of us, you know, we just, I wouldn't trade those memories. It was just awesome. We had some, some such great times together. And, um, but I did a lot of talking to them, not about their dad, not about the divorce, just talking in general, just talking to them about life and situations and people and how to handle things and hurts and joys and, and just life. And they, I have a really good relationship with all of them now. Sometimes I feel bad that I don't talk to them as often as, you know, some, I mean, there's some parents who talk to their kids every day, which I love my kids dearly, but I don't have that kind of time. If I talk to four kids every day, I mean, we do text a lot or Snapchat or whatever, but um, if I literally just phone called them every day, first of all, they'd go, mom, you got to stop doing this. Um, And I would, I don't have that kind of time. I just I don't have that kind of time. My daughter, my oldest daughter, and I get on the phone and we talk for sometimes two or three hours, because we got to cover all the bases. Then, but um, you know they're good they're good people, and I and I appreciate that they're adulting really well. And it's because they had consequences. Nothing did change. I mean it. They had consequences from when they were very young, and they have consequences still i mean now their consequences are not their own and not necessarily um enforced by me and their dad but um they they are they learned early and they're well adjusted and it's because i'm sure it's because we parented them together so don't make your kids pay the price for your shit. The next time you want to badmouth the other parent, phone a friend. Phone a friend who's not the friend who's going to um, jump into some drama with you and go, oh my God, he's such an asshole. Phone a friend who's going to say, yep, I hear you. I'm listening to you. You go ahead and vent. And I'm just going to listen. Call that friend. Not the one even that's going to give you advice, but the one's just going to listen. Just say, I I wanted to say this to my kids and I shouldn't, so I'm going to say it to you. Find that friend, talk to that friend, and then shut up. Do not make your kids pay the price for your shit. So that's my two cents for today. Hope you have a great day and I hope you learned something here and give me your feedback. Send me a, shoot me an email. Um, I will put, I'll put my email on the show notes and, um, maybe I'll come up with a journal prompt. Let's do a journal prompt. Um, let's do you, I'm a big journal person. I love journaling. And even if you don't journal, let's, let's do this. Journal or think these things. Come up with five things. I know it's going to be a struggle for some of you. Come up with five things about your ex um, to be thankful for. I'm pretty sure if you're including brushing teeth. I mean, if they don't brush their teeth, I'm sorry. I, you might not be able to come up with anything. But um, d- did they not? Uh, did they shower today? I don't, whatever. 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 Did they not embarrass your kids by putting pants on? Um, Just journal five things. And I want you to do that for all for a week, every day, as early in the day as you can find time to do it. Think it or write it down. And it doesn't have to be five different things every day because I know some of you are not going to be able to come up with that many things. <laughs> but you know, as time goes on, that is going to get easier. And I bet you after a week, after five days of it even, you're going to start to see that person in a different light. It it can work. It can help. So that's that's your assignment for this week. Do that journal, do that journal prompt. And if you don't journal, just just let it go through your thoughts. Count it on your fingers. This is my first thought. He brushed his teeth today. She, you know, didn't call me an asshole today. She didn't badmouth me to the kids today. Whatever it is. Come up with five things. I bet you start feeling different after five days. I'd love to hear about that. Or if it didn't work, tell me about that. So anyway. Peace out. Thanks for getting real with me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging on with me today. And um, since you're still here... You get the opportunity to win a gratitude journal for yourself. So I talked about the prompt, uh, journal prompt of doing uh, five things about your ex, but this can just be gratitude for whatever you want to be grateful for. I think gratitude is a is a really important thing in life, and it's important in the um, aim of having a happy and content life. So and being thankful for what you have. I feel like um, brings more good things to you so uh, these gratitude journals I got are super cool I will send a personal note with them to you and um, you're gonna have the opportunity to buy them but spoiler this is so exciting you guys everybody who um, emails me not everybody the first five people who email me and say they would like to do the gratitude work Will get a gratitude journal for free, so this is like a twenty-four dollar value, and I am going to send one to you and let you start your gratitude journey. So, the first five people to email me will get one of those with a personal note from me. And um, be sure to hit your like or subscribe button on the podcast. It does what it what that does with Spotify or i um, Apple iPod or Apple sorry Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts um, Google Play is it brings me up farther up in the charts and so it it just makes the podcast more visible for people out there to hear hear the content and um, let it grow and let it kind of spread spread the good spread the good word so anyway i appreciate all that you guys do i appreciate you taking the time to do a review would be awesome or um, like and subscribe and i will catch you next time so be sure to send me an email and i probably should tell you my email address it is get real with Lisa podcast at gmail.com. Have to add, add podcast at the end because if you do get real with Lisa at gmail, I think it's somebody else. So get real with Lisa podcast at gmail.com and send me your emails and the first five lucky people, first five grateful people, get a gratitude journal for free. So I will catch you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me today.